Welcome to the Comic Cast Podcast, number 22, Ghoulish Justice. My name is Nathan Danish, and together we are going to explore the ghastly ghouls that stumble and crawl their way through the pages of EC Horror Comics. In order to do this, we are going to examine two EC Horror Comics, Poetic Justice and What's Cooking. Poetic Justice was a part of Haunt of Fear, issue number 12. For my research, I used the EC Classic reprint of the issue, published in 1974. The plot of Poetic Justice follows the grim death of the world's best trash man, Elliot Abner. Abner lives alone and uses garbage to build toys for the children of his town. As a result, the children naturally love him. However, not everyone does. The Burgundy family, the town's wealthiest family, hates Abner because they consider him a blight on their otherwise beautiful neighborhood. In particular, they hate how dilapidated and sloppy his house appears. As a result of this hatred, the Burgundy family starts a smear campaign so they can force Abner out of his eyesore of a house, demolish it, and thus beautify their neighborhood. The smear campaign is brutal and incredibly effective, culminating in the citizens of the town forging valentines from their children, telling Abner that they hate him. Abner has very little to live for but the love of these children, and so kills himself as a result of these valentines. The Burgundy family is overjoyed, as they have forced Abner out by killing him, and so can demolish his house after burying him. This is an incredibly depressing story. The hero has been killed, and the villains live on happily, with little to no consequence for their actions. Or do they? So the comic does not end with the death of Elliot Abner. After Abner dies and is buried in his pauper's grave, he comes back as a ghoul. Abner's ghoul then goes and kills the young Burgundy, presenting his heart to the father as a valentine, which is very confusing, because on the surface, the ghoul and its actions appear to be villainous, yet we know that Abner can't be the villain, and thus his cool cannot be the villain. Abner is an incredibly sympathetic character throughout the entire comic. He makes toys for children out of garbage. The man is wonderful. Thus, it doesn't make sense that such an evil creature, a ghoul, would come from him. And also, clearly, the rich Burgundy family are the villains. They literally use Abner's love of children to kill him. So we have to wonder, if not the villain, what is Abner's ghoul in the comic narrative? The answer comes through an examination of what Abner's ghoul physically does in the comic. So Abner's ghoul kills the younger Burgundy. Yet the younger Burgundy is at least partially responsible for Abner's death. No other deaths are attributed to the ghoul in the comic. There are no ghoulish killing sprees, reigns of terror, eaten children. In fact, the killing that the ghoul does seems very reluctant. The ghoul doesn't erupt from its grave with a bloodthirsty yell. It gets to its feet, swaying uncertainly, to quote the comic. Also, the depiction of the ghoul is not very evil, necessarily. It's mostly unclear. It has no discernible face, with only an eyeball occasionally being visible through the black mass where its features used to be. Thus, the ghoul can't depict anger or sadness or really any emotion. Thus, the reader cannot attribute any emotions to the ghoul. Thus, the ghoul just seems to be this nebulous force of vengeance, or, perhaps through another lens, justice. It is made clear that not only is Abner incredibly poor and the Burgers incredibly rich, 
The Burgundies also have vast influence in their town. Thus, Abner, who's clearly being wronged, has no way to get justice through the normal pathways provided by the town society. He can't go to the cops, he can't go to the courts, because the Burgundies essentially own the cops and the courts. Thus, Abner, as a peripheral member of the town, cannot fight back against the Burgundies. Unfortunately, Abner's case is not just isolated to the pages of EC Horror Comics. In modern vernacular, what happens to Abner is an extreme form of gentrification. Those who suffer from gentrification today, like Abner, have no recourse in society for justice. This is because those who are behind gentrification typically have the backing of mainstream society. Thus, those on the periphery, those whose homes don't meet the standards of the neighborhood, or those whose families don't conform to the society around them, can be forced out of their homes through gentrification with no avenue for justice. Bringing us back to the ghoul. So the ghoul is a physical manifestation of Abner's unfinished business, the injustice done to him, and by extension, all those on, uh, on the periphery of society in life. By the ghoul's very nature, it is outside society, so it is able to dispense the justice Abner so needed in life, the justice that those on the periphery often so need in life, but are unable to get. And this is not the only instance of, of ghouls distributing post-mortem justice in easy horror comics. What's cookin'? Another story from The Haunt of Fear, issue number 12, has an instance of ghoul justice. In What's Cookin', a homeless man approaches two partners running a roadside restaurant. The homeless man offers to reinvigorate the restaurant's business for a half share of the profits. For a while, everything goes very well. The restaurant is incredibly successful, but eventually the two original partners who ran the restaurant get greedy and they want to have the full share of the profits, so they kill the former homeless man by burning him alive. The former homeless man comes back as a ghoul and proceeds to deep fry his uh, two former partners. Thus, the homeless man, a person by definition, on the periphery of society, is avenged by his ghoul when there was no other avenue for justice. The ghoul's role as a physical manifestation of vengeance of the oppressed can be found all throughout EC Horror Comics, not just these two stories. Even further, it is not the only monster who functions as a representation of those on the edge. All monsters in EC Horror Comics, and all media in general, in one way or another function as a representation of an aspect or grievance of those who are oppressed and form the edge of society. This is because monsters by definition themselves have to live on the edge of society. Thus, they can act as a representation of the suffering of those who, by no fault of their own, are forced to live on the edge of society. Thus, the monsters of EC Horror Comics are not really that monstrous. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will tune in next time for the next issue of this podcast.